Morning folks, welcome to stage 14 of the 2023 Tour de France. Today we had six big climbs for Pogachar and Jonas Vingago to put on a show, and boy did they. It was a super exciting stage, but I have to give it a 3 out of 10. Now here's why. There was a crash at the beginning, and there was a 30-minute neutral. Now I'm not blaming anybody for that. The neutral is how it has to be. But there's a 30-minute stop where literally nothing happened. We were killing time. It doesn't matter how great the race is, if there was a 30-minute pause in the middle of Pulp Fiction, I'm sorry, that would make it a shitty movie. So I'll help you through all that stuff, and then you should turn it on with 25K to go. That's when the fireworks started. That's when it got to be really fun. Our sponsor today, Kenda Tires. 30% off with Phil Sent Me on anything on their site, anytime. Just bookmark that, remember that. Phil Sent Me, 30% off. Mountain bike, road bike. If you're not on the tubeless bandwagon yet, the Kenda Criterium Endurance is an awesome tire. It's like a good training tire. It's, it's solid, it'll last you a really long time, but it's still corners like a race tire. It handles really well. On gravel, I go the Alluvium, but the Valkyrie, is my go-to everyday road tire, uh, super fast, good endurance. Tubeless is the way to go. Literally, I get like a tenth of the flats that I used to. So link below, shop.kendatire.com. Uh, Phil sent me the code. Notes from yesterday, uh, I told you that I had some advice on my lighting, and a lot of folks gave compliments on the lighting. I think about 60% of you were being sarcastic and making fun of me. Uh, I'm here for it. Stage 14, what happened today? We got to start with the mishap of the day, of course, which was the early... Uh, massive pile up. It looked like a, a fourth of the field kind of went down to some extent. Um, you know, what caused it? We don't really need to Sherlock Holmes that shit. It was sort of slippery, slippery roads, dudes riding real tight, you know, bike racing taking place. Uh, anything could happen, but a big pile up. And when there's a crash like that, here's your armchair race director. The, uh, you kind of have to neutralize the race. A crash of that size, you've got your ambulances, you've got You've got all the technical support cars. When you're closing the road, you can only really close like an hour at a time is how it works. So this intersection is blocked from this hour to this hour. Uh, they really can't have the race that spread apart when there's a pile up that big, especially when it's so early on in the stage. And of course, you don't want a silly crash to have a huge effect on the GC battle, uh, on the stage results, on the big picture scheme of the bike race. That's not good for anybody. Then there was another smaller crash right after that. So the effects of that whole mishap, uh, Chavez out. Bardet out, uh, James Shaw from EF also out, name you might not have heard, but my understanding is he's an incredible domestique and that's a big loss for that team. You got a guy from Intermarché riding with his butt hanging out the whole day. Finally, they restart and the race is back on uh, and the breakaway guys are hunting and it's kind of the, the usual suspects. I saw Lawson Craddock in there, which was nice. Uh, Palace up there going for some KOM points. Kwiatkowski, Landa, Pino, Michael Woods made an appearance. The breakaway was set, but they never gave it a gap. Yumbo went to the front right away. It was very clear they were trying to put pressure on for the whole stage. They kept the break at like 20 to 30 seconds, which is barely a breakaway. If you can see them, it almost doesn't count. But Yumbo clearly decided that a fresh Pogachar was a Pogachar they don't want to race against. Uh, so they kept the pace super high all day. They kept the speeds high. It was almost as if they had an appointment and they were trying to make up the 30 minutes that they lost. That they were afraid to be late to something at the hotel. So what are they not saying on TV? Every climb, Yumbo basically just burned another dude. Like bottom to top, go hard. This is your finish line. Your pace is the pace that we think might hurt Pogachar and hurt Jonas a little bit less. So you're looking at Dylan Van Barla, a Roubaix winner, uh, blast him with 50k to go. And the conversation was, this is tiring out Pogachar. What they're not saying is, if Pogachar is the better climber, which might actually be the case, they're actually just tiring out Jonas and Pogachar is getting the advantage. Not necessarily the, the best tactic. You don't know until you know. Who they were definitely hurting was Tom Pidcock, who cracked with like two climbs to go and ended up, looks like he's going to slide out of the top 10. 
So we had a long, steep climb, and then a descent to the finish. And the descent didn't really look like uh, the kind of downhill that anybody could make up or lose time on. So they basically treated it like a mountaintop finish in the group, meaning it was a full-on exciting race to the top. That's the part you definitely have to watch. Sepkus took an insane pull. Uh, again, just pushing pressure on Pogachar, we think. Yates hung on for Pogachar. Uh, Hindley came off. We're going to see a shuffle in the top 10 from today's stage. But after all that suffering, it was Pogacar who put in the first attack. Uh, as always, his nasty surge, put in a big gap, looked dangerous. Jonas had plenty of time to claw him back and claw him back. He did. But the moment that he caught him, uh, that was when, if you're feeling good, that's when you counterattack and get your time. That was what he was supposed to do all day. But he got there and it just immediately went around Pogacar and slowed the pace. To me, that was a clear sign that Jonas does not have it, uh, does not have the legs to drop Pogacar, and is going to be a really tight GC battle to the finish. Uh, at least today was not going to be his day to put a stamp on it. There was a three-second time bonus at the top of the final climb, and those time bonuses are going to be critical, so they were absolutely going to race for that. Uh, Pogacar went to attack and literally had to brake to not crash into the back of one of the camera motorcycles, and then Jonas uh, very cleverly just counterattacks with daylight in front of him, and he grabs that time bonus. So Sepp, Definitely his best teammate of the day, but the cameraman, a close second. On the descent to the finish, uh, Carlos Rodriguez from Ineos, who'd hung on to the top of the climb but was very much dropped, uh, went through everyone, snuck through, stayed away for the stage win. Incredible ride by him. Uh, the day for Ineos went from super bummed out at the dinner table to popping champagne. Yates did come back to help out Pogacar, but not much he could do to lead out for a short sprint with two guys. Uh, Jonas finished right on Pogacar's wheel, so Pogacar does pick up a little time bonus, but then so does Jonas for third. I think his GC lead is now down to 10 seconds. It's an absolute great bike racing. I gotta do one more armchair race organizer. It was another descent to the finish. Uh, you just know that guys, obviously guys are gonna be racing the final K of these things. You got these twisty, and I, I totally respect. It's fun to watch. It's interesting, uh, and, and you know, being a good descender is part of being a good bike racer, but they're could have been a, a version where somebody had a little gap over the top and the other guy really had to push it and take risks. Uh, as an event organizer, I want to protect my investment. I don't want to make these guys uh, put them in potential danger, put the finish at the top of the mountain. Mountaintop finish, arguably more watchable, more exciting anyway. Bike racing math, you need a PhD to figure out what's going on in the KOM competition in the race. Uh, Palace has a lead. He's been wearing the jersey forever, but there's so many points for these bigger climbs. So if you look at the rankings of the top 10, uh, Palace's lead looks solid, but it's really not. Armchair team director, uh, I love how Yumbo raced today. They put trust in their guy. Did it work? No, but they still did what they had to do. And, you know, maybe it works tomorrow. Maybe they soften up a little bit today and that accumulates. They're defending yellow, but they're still racing aggressively uh, with a lot of confidence and using their advantage for having the strongest team. If I was watching in person today, where would I want to be? There was a guy at the bottom of the final climb who was running alongside and he had his, his pants pulled down just below his butt crack. So he wasn't showing anything on the front, but his butt crack was seen by millions of people, tens of millions of people. I don't know what the math is, but there's just something awesome about that sport. That guy seems like fun. Uh, he was also, you know, he wasn't getting in the way. He was being as respectful as you can be other than your butt hanging out. He was being respectful to the riders. But that's the thing I love about this sport. Uh, I think he had some great beers. I want to hang with that guy. Unanswerable hypotheticals. How would Sepkus do? Sepkus does not get enough mention uh, for being the third best climber in the world right now. And that's because he's in the domestique role. Uh, how would he do if you put him on a team where he was the leader? I think he would do damn well, especially in a tour like this, which doesn't have a big time trial. If Sepp had a team supporting him, uh, I would totally see him in the hunt for the yellow jersey or the podium. What that means is that Yumbo has to pay Sepp more 
for their domestique than a smaller team might pay their best rider, which I think that's happening. I'm sure they're taking good care of Sepp. But I'd love to see Jumbo Visma give Sepp a shot at the GC, uh, maybe at a Giro or a Vuelta, something that's real climb heavy. The thing is, they just need him so bad at the Tour. It's very clear uh, Jonas is in big trouble without him. And as far as Sepp is concerned, like being a domestique is just a much more chill life. He doesn't have to do all the press conferences. Uh, he doesn't have to do all the work and the stress. Uh, like he just has to ride his balls out every day. And that's, I'm not going to say it's easy, <laughs> but it's easier than the guy he's working for. So again, do not watch from the beginning because there's 30 minutes of absolutely fuck all. Turn it on with 25K to go. Uh, awesome bike race from there to the end. Tomorrow we got another mountain top finish. Interesting to see how Yumbo plays it. But a lot of pressure on these mountain stations. There's only a 22K time trial. Like, you can make time gaps in that. That's going to prove to be decisive. But not a big chance for anyone. This race will be decided in the mountains. That's it for me today. Uh, remember, shop.canatire.com. Phil sent me for 30% off. And uh, thanks a lot. We'll see you tomorrow.